podcast ain't played nobody hurry up SP plus sunday edition we are monitoring the feedback you want more which means not really hurrying up and then at the same time are you concerned about SP plus what's going on here it's very stagnant at the top yeah no no i mean um right before we started recording i said ask me how SP is doing uh, i asked i said that how's because, SP plus doing uh awesome is how it's doing uh i'm getting greedy is how it's doing because normally so I, I, I post the picks basically as a way of showing that S&P is good enough to use it the way I use it for analysis and all these other things. It's kind of like this, I, these numbers aren't coming out of thin air. They're good enough. And so basically if you like go over to prediction, tra- good old prediction tracker.com uh, and look at the season totals there, there are like 60 or, or something uh, predictions uh, like whatever computer ratings that they track. I guess some of them are just like the lines themselves, but like, so 55 or so, um, and as long as I'm in the middle somewhere, technically that kind of justifies that S&P is good enough to do all these other things. Cause that's S&P is the only thing, one that does, does all these other things besides just projecting games. But now I'm getting greedy as hell because if you go to the, the current list of, of, uh, of computer ratings at prediction tracker.com. I'm not on it. Cause I have no idea how to get S&P on there. And it probably requires me submitting something that's just not going to happen. But, um, you see something called the pirate which has is kind of a cool little formula. They they have a uh, formula, and then they get it. And then they, get it? Yeah, right, I get do, it. I do. Um, that it, it's he starts with a formula and he adjusts it based on certain factors, and so it's kind of like half human, half math, and that's fine. And, and he's right now doing fifty six point seven or fifty six point eight percent against the spread for the year, which is very good. Uh, S and P were it in there, um, it would be second right now uh, ahead of how the opening line does against the spread which is just damn weird uh but now i want first i want i'm coming after mr pirate um it's also number it's also in the top 10 in terms of absolute error which is the difference between projection and reality basically the average difference um so it's doing very well it's doing about as well as it ever has at this stage in the game but i want more now now i want i'm coming for mr pirate uh and and by god he's he's going down and s&p's winning this year you ready i'm ready 25 teams in 25 minutes. We're going to give you 30 because we're going to give you the first five very, very, very quickly. And I'm holding to you before I even start the timer. Mizzou's, no commentary. We're oh, just Mizzou and Kentucky are both in this little, this, this honorable mention. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be real hard, but I'm going to. Try. All right. Well, we'll come back to it at the end if you want, yeah. because again, the top is very, very stagnant. Here we go. Number 30, Purdue, number 29, Kentucky, number 28, Boise state, number 27, your Missouri Tigers, number 20, Six Texas A&M. Boom. Let's go to 25. Houston. Houston. Starting to, the S&P Plus has figured out that Houston's good, and they have a really, really good offense, and that uh, South Florida was the horrible imposter that everyone was mad about. I don't know about that. Uh, defensively, but, yeah. anyway. It yes. was. Um, yeah, that game was – I was uh, not watching that game. I was watching the scores uh, update pretty frequently. I enjoyed the 35-point second quarter followed by the 30-point third quarter um granted clemson did that all by themselves but still uh no it, this was a this is a wacky game and the houston gains almost 700 yards of offense usf's defense is as bad as well <clears throat> i hate to say it but as bad as most of the last few charlie strong defenses have been yikes um, and uh houston moved on they're looking good all right. Uh, never say that uh, the s p plus hates iowa because they're in at number 24 and as i scan very quickly Spoiler alert, I don't see Northwestern. So that means that um, yeah, reality doesn't like 
Iowa as much as you do. Uh, you'd have to scan all the way down to number 64 to find Yikes. Northwestern. Uh, because when Northwestern has looked bad this year, they've looked horrible. And when they've looked good, they've really kind of still looked bad. They've, but they've, uh, they're have they doing the whole Pat Fitzgerald win every game by three points thing. Uh, they got, I, I, obviously, they got Nebraska without, or <laughs> Nebraska, Wisconsin without Alex Hornibrook. Um, so it's, it's what a time. What a time to be. Uh, I don't know what the chant is for Northwestern, but it's a, it, what a time to be a Northwestern Wildcat right now. Uh, Iowa wins a, uh, a really good game. Uh, a very close game, thirty to twenty-four to Penn State. Um, uh, no, they lo- they lost that game. Oh, I'm sorry. I, no, sorry. Looking at it backwards, they yes, they did lose that game by six, thirty to twenty-four. I did read that backwards just now. Really strange. Um, they almost they had two safeties. Yes, uh, and a pick six, and outgained Penn State and lost by six. Penn State. This is one of those wins that might actually kind of cloud the situation. Penn State probably should have lost this game. Yeah, I mean, they were from a stat standpoint. I mean, it, this was one of the ones where, like, the the, the advanced box scores. This is why I, I came up with these to do them because uh, this was just a funky game in every possible way. A game could be funky. Yeah, uh, because after all I just said with the, the yards and everything else, Penn State's post game win expectancy was still like ninety six percent. No, it was. Yeah, ninety ninety five because they they did it. They averaged uh, almost a yard more per play. Their success rate was better, thirty nine to thirty two percent. They somehow created more scoring opportunities uh, and averaged more points per scoring opportunity. So you add all that up and you win most of the time. But it was funky. That's really why we do this show because even just that was not a game I was watching, but that was a game I was following and checking in on, and I never got that feeling just from the naked eye. Just you know, individual drives and. And what I was watching, I definitely felt like Iowa was just a lot closer. But than, I, I do appreciate that they went ahead and, and provided the requisite two safeties that an Iowa Penn State game is supposed to have. Uh, so that was nice of them. Yeah, alarmingly high score. Thought it would be uh, grittier, big yeah. tinier. I yeah, got to stop I mean, saying that. Because... Yards per play was bad. This should have been like a 16 to 14 game, but the, the, yeah. like all the extracurricular points. And obviously KJ Hamler had a big uh, kick return in the fourth quarter too. Uh, that, that helped him with the, uh, with the pointage. Number 23 is uh, still technically alive for the playoff Washington state. Hell yeah. Still technically alive for the playoff <laughs> Washington <laughs> state. Uh, yeah, no, they, I mean, they were a, that, that game S and P pretty much nailed that game. Um, just in terms of they were slightly better than Stanford. Stanford was on the road uh, or Stanford was at home, excuse me. Uh, and, and made it even tighter, but Washington state was just like one or two plays better. They barely moved. Uh, they went from 24th to 23rd in S and P, um, nice comeback at the end though. I mean, they, they were kind of, they were looking at the, uh, the taillights for, for, of Stanford for quite a while. And then they figured out how to eat, to, to outplay them in the fourth quarter, which is something that, you know, a big physical burly Stanford team is should, is, is generically supposed to be able to win the fourth quarter. Uh, and they absolutely did not five and three Oklahoma state. They beat Texas. Texas does the Texas thing. They, they well, the Texas, Texas did the Texas versus Oklahoma state thing. Uh, there was a, let's go with kerfuffle. How's that kerfuffle? Actually? Oh, hell yeah. Tete-tete? You know, it's, uh, weird. it's that, weird in those moments, like you, you learn things about yourself uh, or how you feel about other people. And what I realized when I saw Tom Herman charging onto the field and cursing at whoever it could be cursed mm-hmm. at in that situation, like my instinctive reaction was, man, you've got to grow up at some point. Come on. And uh, like, it just kind of came out of my brain. I'm like, man, I didn't realize I resented him for being, for acting like a 19 year old in front of a bunch of 19 year olds. But apparently I do. 
Um, they 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 kind of squashed it, but I think it was just emotional yeah. residue from from a game where Texas was flat and crappy, came back, uh, had no defense at the end. Oklahoma State does what Oklahoma State does against Texas. Uh, they win football games. Tyler Wallace, 10 catches for 222 yards, and they ran the same zone read. Uh, Taylor Cornelius had the same zone read keeper like three times in about the last eight plays, and it worked yes. uh, all three times, and that clinched the game. That uh, – the the touchdown or was the first down conversion where they ran to the outside on the right Mm -hmm. that was unbelievable yeah demoralizing is all hell well i know because i mean like two guys had a shot at him one got blocked and the other it was like he didn't believe what he was seeing and didn't run very hard i I, yeah i don't want to put it in the context of like effort play because i don't be that guy but like kind of look like an effort play (laughs) you know like what Um, is he doing running the ball why is he ahead of me why am i not going to tackle him before he gets to the end zone not good it's not good speaking of good utah state 61 points against new mexico they're to number 21 at seven and one by the way and also we got to hustle a little bit they are back where they belong in the top 25 of s&p 52 to 5 at halftime 52 to 5 proper ass whooping uh speaking of ass whoopings you doubtful man appalachian state appalachian state appalachian state Apple lost. Uh, they drop. How many places did they drop? They dropped eight. Just, just eight, yeah. They dropped eight um, spots, uh, losing to Georgia Southern. They're at five and two at number twenty. They, they yeah, they lost. Uh, I, I expected more of a drop than that. I started diving in. It does look like the Georgia Southern got credit for quite a bit of turnovers luck, which meant you know they still won, but it probably should have been closer than it was or whatever. Um, but man, I will that, say that yes. Was, turnovers so- contributed to it, but it was very it in so many ways Georgia Southern of old. Um, I was a little like I was planning it up as a, as kind of a meme last week, but I was like, oh, oh, oh no, okay, All no, right. it's perfect. I mean, um, yep, back they got the rhythm. That that stadium was hopping from the beginning. Uh, ob- well, I mean, obviously Zach Thomas getting hurt. He his his day finished going one for one for not minus one yards, and the other two quarterbacks went eleven for twenty six with four picks. Uh, clearly, that played a role. They were already missing Jalen Moore. Uh, plus, they might have had some sort of like ranked for the first time hangover. Georgia Southern, meanwhile, saw, oh, hell yes, we can beat a ranked opponent at home and and played just a brilliant game. Shy words, you're talking about like Georgia Southern of old. Shy words is a passing line as the quarterback <laughs> of Georgia Southern. One for three, 57 yards and a touchdown. Sexy. All right, let's move on. Uh, number 19, Miami. Uh, you, uh. Yeah. You, all right, you 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 rode with them yeah. in a lot of the conversations we've had. Um, I don't. I'm not writing them off, but I just don't know what the hell they were this year. Well, they were a team without a quarterback. Uh, I mean, that's the that's the quickest answer. They, I mean, so almost all of their problems are on the offensive side of the ball. Defense has actually been better than expected. wasn't great the other night. I don't uh, know. I guess I, I guess yes. The defense has carried them, and that's great and fine. But I did not expect BC to jump on them quite the way that they did well uh, yeah i mean i i, I mean i kind of checked in on that game and watched about the middle portion of the game and then kind of gave up in the third quarter but um it so really i mean they, they basically but bc found some things that worked early uh and and it jumped out whatever it was 14 nothing ish uh and then it was like 17 14 at halftime and at that point i mean they just miami has no answers right now uh mark mark rick has lost control of his quarterback situation uh, and just doesn't, 
it really was kind of like the, the, the worst case scenario. Like, well, Miami could be really, really good this year, as long as uh, they have figured out something at the quarterback position. And then like I've, like I've said on this show before, Mom Richards gets hurt, uh, the quarterback, they, they have no answer at the quarterback situation. Uh, yeah. And they, they're just very mediocre. I will say the only reason, I, you know, one of the changes I made, I realize I'm, I'm going over my time. I feel like we should have a pause button right here. But one of the th- changes I made to S&P Plus uh, over the offseason was to keep the preseason projections, the priors, if we were talking to Cade Massey of uh, Sloan, uh, of the uh, Wharton Moneyball podcast um, or radio show, whatever. Um, one of the, like using priors, having those projections in, having carrying a heavier role for a longer period of time. What that means is, uh, you know, it's going to protect teams like Miami from falling too far. They were projected right around whatever that was 15th, 16th, something like that. Mm-hmm. They, they still wouldn't be that far down because their defense really is quite good. Uh, but it is kind of propping them up a little bit. They should probably be somewhere in the low twenties at least. Uh, and I mean, if you've watched them the last couple of weeks, you could probably, you know, negotiate even lower than that. Uh, number 18 is Florida. We'll talk about them in a second. Number 17 is Wisconsin, but I'm going to just go ahead and however much time you want to talk about, let's just talk about Northwestern here, honestly, because <laughs> we have to, they're five and one in the big 10. Uh, there's there, they are a team uh, just to keep this thing going, but we're going to kick it a Tuesday. There's a collection of teams that I'm embarrassed to say this. Even PAPN has not really monitored properly. <laughs> in my opinion, um, if we're the outsiders, there was stuff outside of the outsiders this season. And, the Northwestern is undoubtedly one of those teams. I know the West is wonky and inconsistent, but I didn't expect as we head to November that they would, they'd have the inside line on going to the title game. Absolutely. I, I'm, this is not something I'm going to root against because it's always, it's just neat. And um, you know, I like their SID <laughs> and I, I kind of enjoy that, that Pat Fitzgerald has figured out a way to succeed as like a, uh, as a, 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 with a public face of a Luddite, basically knowing that he's, he, he got more under the surface than he reveals all that. That's that's all fine. Whatever. But um, this is fluky as hell. <laughs> uh, this is just fluky as hell. Um, this is a team that lost to Duke. Uh, granted, uh, you know, losing to Akron, it was a fluky loss in and of itself. Uh, but I mean, they uh, got outplayed by Michigan and still almost won. They beat Michigan state. They had no business being within 17 points of Nebraska and won. Uh, they, they almost, they tried to lose to Rutgers, like, but really, really tried to lose to Rutgers. So, I mean, it's great. They're, they're whatever they are, five and one in conference play right now. That's fluky as hell. They're they're This is not a very good team, uh, but the things they do well, they, I mean, they, well, it's, it's a whole identity conversation. We, they know exactly what they're going to try to do to win a game. And if you blow it, they're going to beat you playing their defense and minimal offense and, and all that stuff. I guess it's a very big tennis thing, but no, I'm, they're not, I, I would still be very, very surprised if they end up winning the division. Uh, you probably don't remember, but back earlier as the weekend began, uh, West Virginia returned to forum and uh, just, beat the hell out of Baylor. I mean, it's one of those deals where like, I hate to not reward a team for being really, really good and doing everything they do really well. I just don't know what I can add to that game, except that check in periodically and they were systematic. Like by the Um, time I checked in, it was 20 to nothing. Yeah. Number 15 is Auburn. Uh, Number 14, Mississippi state. Um, Good win. Good win. Still awesome defense. And dude, really good win. Really good defense now coming together. Extremely good. It's probably the most talented defense they've ever had. And I know people think that doesn't mean much, but uh, in the Cheryl era, like I I definitely remember being in Mississippi 
they had some some really good defenses in the in the late 90s and i think this is the best defense that program's ever had yeah i mean to kellen mond they kind of revealed kevin kellen mond kind of waits around a little bit too much in the pocket uh doesn't you know if he, he waits to see things he's not afraid of getting hit he got hit a lot yesterday even when he made good passes he got hit a lot yesterday um and they're not all much is okay. their offense is exactly what it is. I mean, they still Nick Fitzgerald still can't throw a damn deep ball. Um, he had a couple that he just straight up missed that would have worked just great, and he missed them. But uh, dude, still, still, still was more balanced though than than in the losses. You can, I mean, you can. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's line through. Yeah, if if they can run and pass with some semblance of even, I wouldn't even say evenness. Just Matt, let's go. Let's stick with a, uh, a shaky balance. Yeah, they're probably I mean, going to win the game because their defense is going to. Their defense is is going to just knock you out. Yeah, and I mean, it, it really is just like get give us the bare minimum, basically. Yeah. His, his passer rating against Kansas State was only one hundred six. Uh, it was actually it was one one eighty six yesterday. He completed some passes too. He just could have had even more. His passer rating in their loss is seventy four seventy. Let's see. 80, 80, 82, 74. and against the LSU, his passer rating was twenty. Uh, number thirteen is LSU. Uh, they're obviously on a buy as they get ready for Bama. And then uh, Utah is at number 12. They're at six and two. This was a game that we like, we're kind of kicking around. I was like, Oh, there's a pack 12 impact South of it. Nope. Nope. Well, and I, uh, I recorded it because I was, you know, I, I was going to bed. It was, you know, Friday night. Of course I was going to bed. Um, but it was like 10, seven midway, mid to late second quarter. Um, and I'm like, all right, well, this could be interesting. And I record it and I, I check it out the next morning. Like, Oh, no, no, that wasn't interesting at all, was it? 31, 31 to three after I turned it off. It was ruthless. Um, I just just piecing it backwards from the box score and watching highlights. Uh, Utah is another team that I would add to the list. We we got to talk about we we need to talk about Utah. Um, moving on. Sorry, I caught myself flat footed there. Uh, moving on, we have Central Florida at number eleven. We have Penn State at number 10, and we did talk a little bit about Iowa already, but um, it was a game they kind of had to win. Well, yeah. I mean, it was like a uh, – I mean, you're not really going to win the division, no. but there's that point of like that precipice thing that Franklin's had them at where if they would have lost this game, I don't want to say unravel by any stretch, but – there would have been a, a more noticeable difference between the last two years and this season. And I think he's still in this momentum mindset and like, I'm still kind of stuck on what he said after the Ohio state game, even though I think they're a lot, hell of a lot closer than, than maybe he was publicly saying. Um, these are impressive games when, when they come back, when they rally, when they're, when they're resilient, um, having followed Franklin for a long time, I'm always impressed because the, the Vanderbilt teams of old just weren't talented enough to, to like get hit in the mouth or get off schedule and then readjust. And it mm-hmm. shows again, because apparently this is the, uh, what voted upon most overrated coach in college football. <laughs> right. Um, these are really damn good wins. And you just, you, I, you know, I don't think they hold that, that shine on the market. No. Um, I mean, they've had to grind, but I, you know, Iowa, it really is good and got a pick six and, and the safeties and all that. And they just figured out a way to kind of persevere at the end. So, I mean, eventually you, if you, if you are a Penn state fan and you got kind of used to not really having as many of these close games as, as previous years, um, 
knowing that you're going to pull away in the fourth quarter most of the time, that that was all very reassuring. But yeah. it, I mean, it's it's going to be harder this year with with, with what you guys lost. Um, the defense is up to 21st in defensive S and P plus. The offense is down to 22nd. Uh, but you know that's balance. That's balance right there. 22nd and 21st. Far cry from the team that App was just ripping up at home. Yeah. Far cry. Um, Fresno State. Fresno. You got you got to find uh, look. I'm fine with the space that they occupy. I think a lot of people aren't. They're at number nine, by the way. They moved to seven and one. They beat the crap out of Hawaii. Give me something that we can justify this with. Not not a defense of the metrics because I defend the metrics, but just I feel like we're doing a bad job of selling Fresno State. Well, in today's S and P Plus reveal post at SB Nation, I wrote a uh, I wrote oh. I wrote a few a, a couple paragraphs on Fresno State. Did you? Uh, I, yeah. Huh. It's almost <laughs> like I checked that right before we went right. on. Right. Sure. Sure. You did. Um, well, I mean, it's, and I know we've touched upon this briefly, but the number one thing is their offense is, or their defense, excuse me, is tremendous. Yeah. Um, I mean, since the, you know, the Minnesota game was statistically a toss up. They had like a 60% post game win expectancy, which I mean, if, if I was really trying to justify this, I would point out that that was just about where Ohio States was uh, against Minnesota and, and they played in Minnesota as opposed to in well, Fresno, I guess. Um, so, I mean, it was just, you know, they, they, they play that game again, they quite possibly win and that's fine. But since then, Dominated UCLA, which looks a little better than it did uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, they gave up a combined 13 points to Nevada, Wyoming, and New Mexico. And basically yeah. the two times teams even slightly moved the ball on them. Toledo scored 27, uh, but it, their, their per play average wasn't that good. But they scored 27, and, and Fresno's like, all right, fine, and scored 49. The rest of the time, they're in like the 20s and the 30s. But basically anytime they have to score, they score. That was the, the deal the other night. Hawaii actually moved the ball on them, like first time all year since – yeah, almost basically all year in Fresno was like, cool track meet and scored 50. Like they just, they're doing exactly what they need to do. Um, and they're looking really good. I do, like I've said before, like some of these, uh, some of the mid majors, I, 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 it makes me more comfortable if Fresno was like 15th or 16th and yeah. instead of ninth, but the stats, I think, I think it is the single digit. Like even if they were 11, right. <laughs> right. some somehow be easier for even me to defend, but the that. resume, like I do the resume S and P plus thing that'll come out on Monday, but spoilers, uh, it, it, the, the, the idea of resume S and P plus is take like the average top five team, like the average rating of the top five teams in the country in a given week basically then you know, run my win probabilities say like against your schedule how how much would a top five team have won these games by that you're playing um for fresno state they're basically three points off of that quote-unquote top three top five projection that mm-hmm. that puts them eighth in quote-unquote resume s p plus okay. um so i mean it 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 can be justified. I, I, it's not, I mean, I, I would not pick them to beat, let's say Penn state uh, or, or Utah, UCF, I'm less sure about uh, LSU. I would not pick them to beat LSU, but they would absolutely compete in all of those games and they would win at least, you know, a third of them or something. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. We have exactly five minutes left on the timer. So basically the top of the S and P plus is extremely static. In fact, really once we got past, uh, once we got up to UCF at 11, there's basically no movement at all. So here's what I want to do. There's two things we have to talk about in terms of games that happen, by the way, uh, Ohio state is number eight and then there's no movement there. So there's a lot of static. I'm just going to run this down and then talk about the two games that we need to number one's Alabama. Number two is Clemson. Number three is Oklahoma. Number four is Michigan. Number five is Georgia. Number six is Notre Dame. 
And then number seven is Washington. So there's two things that we were going to talk about in the last five minutes. Okay. Obviously your playoff, by the way, is Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Michigan. Shocker. Yeah. Um, Georgia, Florida, sort of the game of the day. Mm-hmm. And then also, if you want to do, I'm going to literally cap you at a minute. Just, ex- just there's Washington drops Notre Dame. Washington drops one there at six and three. It was probably the ugliest game of the day. Yeah. And Notre Dame uh, moves up. They beat the crap out of Navy. Um, so talk about Washington being as high as they are still for just yeah. a second. And then I, and then I want to talk Florida, Georgia. So uh, heading into the game, let's see the Washington Cal projection. Uh, I was not prepared for the sudden spot. Well, I'll vamp and say yes, yeah. that was absolutely a hideous football game. Yes. And uh, Washington is clearly very good at playing hideous football games this year. You know, they... that's really kind of like, honestly, that's their canvas. I, hey, right. Shout out by the way to, to I lose perspective. We have snap judgment on coaching hires and then we don't revisit them. Often we as an industry don't revisit them at all at all. If we're wrong, right. Wilco- <laughs> Wilcox has gone and brought this like, not consistently yet. Right. They can win games with Cal can win games with defense. Yeah. Uh, that, right. Definitely not consistently with their, their glitches have been horrible, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, no but they are in very good position for, for a bowl bid. Now. I don't think a lot of us were predicting that necessarily uh, here. Okay. Here's the, the best way I can put Washington Cal uh, in perspective. So number one, uh, Cal had the third most turnovers luck in uh, the country. Uh, they had, uh, their turnover margin was plus two and a half from where it should have been, which on average means it was worth about 12 and a half points in a two point win. Uh, and using the adjusted scoring margin, which is kind of the accompaniment of your uh, post game win expectancy, basically uh-huh. the stat, like my, my little, my little numbers, my little machine here basically looked at the stats of this game and said, I think that was about a seven point Washington win. Um, and they were favored by 12. So basically like they, they underachieved by about five points. Then they had a bunch of breaks go against them and they lost. And I, I, you know, I'd be the first one to say like, I, I, Washington, I get it when you're, you're a grinded out uh, an efficiency offense and a good defensive team. That is not a very fun formula to watch. Sometimes it's like two thirds of the big 10. But they still, you know, at this stage of the game with Gaskin, with Browning and all these other pieces, even with a defense that's been remade a little bit, they should be, better than this there's a case to be made even though they my numbers still think they're seventh there's yeah. a case to be made that they should just be better they should not be only seven points better than cal okay all right i'm cutting you off there we have one minute and 50 seconds uh i'll get it out right away reddit uh georgia at glance blows out florida they did not blow out florida they did not turnover sealed florida's fate I Georgia's play calling to me alternates somewhere between like apprehensive slash tepid and dumb. Um, this <laughs> like they, they take, they take bad risks at bad times. And I, it, it's almost like they don't even know how to be cute and stupid. I just want to say this Florida's far ahead of schedule way ahead to what other coaches thought they would do where they were projected. Um, I was really actually impressed. I just don't know if that personnel grouping is going to get them much yeah. further. They have a hell of a lot of recruiting to do to become Florida. Um, I'm not even saying this begrudgingly. Dan Mullen's done a hell of a job and really has, he's done exceptional coaching because that, those, that group of athletes on both sides of the ball didn't really fit either, either scheme. And uh, they've done a really good job with it. Now is Georgia back? No, I think Georgia's, I think Georgia's as flawed as they were against LSU. I just think it was the talent thing. Sorry. I took up some. Yeah. Of the time. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, I Florida, let's see, Georgia's turn, quote-unquote turnovers luck in this game was plus 2.2, uh, okay. which basically means they got about 12 points worth of, of turnovers luck, 11 points in uh, a 19-point win. So we'll say, take that aside, they win by about eight, um, but they were definitively eight points better. I will say that. This wasn't, and, and a lot of it came late, and I think that's where, because even Georgia fans, I've, I've conditioned them apparently. I had a bunch of Georgia fans that I mentioned last night saying, oh, oh there's man, a lot of fear. Yeah. Our post-game win expectancy is probably going to be like 50% or 40%. It was 96% because uh, Florida did cr- – commit more turnover chances, I guess you could say. But then also, I think they also kind of discounted their own team in that, like they had that terrible, they recovered the fumble at the one um, and they end up kicking a field goal from it. Uh, and that's really disappointing. But then they get the ball back twice after that, to drive nine plays, 75 yards, touchdown, six plays, 66 yards, touchdown and put the game away. The turnover, the turnover field goal thing at the one was just like the most simultaneously disappointing sequence for both teams. <laughs> right. Like it was just like, Oh, come on. And then you, and then you turn around and see what George and you're just, Oh God. Yeah. But they, but they still, they, they, after that, after that gross possession, they just came out and and they won the game. They, they put together two really, really nice drives uh, and they won the game. They outgained Florida. They, they beat them in most categories. They just also got lucky and it, and it kind of disguised how close the game was. Bill, we're going to talk about all of this on Tuesday. Um, I do still want to talk about this game and we are going to piece together. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'm frankly embarrassed. We've got a, we've got a group of weird teams that have gotten weirder and better. It's time to acknowledge them as we head to, <laughs> as we head to November it's a theme show. We got a theme for, for Tuesdays, Tuesdays. Theme-ish. All right. See you Tuesday. <laughs>